Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Houser. And I'm James Marriott. So, um, first defeat. Uh, I didn't see anything of this. I've not watched the highlights either. So, Dom, I am entirely here in your hands to guide me through how this game went. So, from what I've gathered from friends that have kind of supposed to be uh, a tale of two halves, I think is how it's been described. Yeah, very similar to the Watford home match, in all honesty, James, where uh, Wednesday shaded were on top first half, created the better chances. Without, I would say, anything really clear-cut, the Josh Windass opportunity um, on the stroke of half-time, Kadeem Harris tested the keeper as well. But then, yeah, second half, it was a case of Wednesday, they faded, um, and as soon as Bristol City got the noses in front with that Tommy Rowe goal, um, it felt a little bit inevitable, and... Wednesday were lightweight up front, I thought, and they struggled to hold it up top. Uh, it really was glaring, glaringly obvious, uh, I thought, particularly in that second half um, against Bristol. Um, so disappointing. I thought that it, yeah, Bristol City, who've made a great start to the season, they were there for the taking, I thought, at half-time. If Wednesday could have maintained that level that they've shown in the opening 45 minutes. Um, but that that's where we are right now at the moment with this Wednesday team, I think, really, that um, they haven't strung anything together across the piece over 90 minutes. Um, and I think we've seen from the first half against Watford and now Bristol City first half that when Wednesday play to that standard, they're going to be a match for a lot of teams in this league and they're going to be very competitive. But then as soon as they drop off uh, and they've now conceded for the first time in the league, were you know, so it's, it's a test now for Wednesday and that's really what Gary Monk stressed afterwards, that they've got to come roaring back. They've got to bounce back very quickly. Uh, and, I, and I still, I know that we're going to talk about QPR in more detail in a bit, I still think that it will be a very good start to the season for Wednesday. If they beat QPR, we definitely would have taken, I think, seven points from the first four matches. But QPR now does take on, I think, um, more importance with Wednesday having lost for the first time this season in the league. Obviously, it is. I mean, it is still very much early days this season, you know, kind of talking about seeing patterns emerging, kind of, it feels a little bit premature, but, you know, we are starting the season on minus 12. We haven't really got time to, you know, kind of see how things unfold and stuff like that. Like we, 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 we needed to hit the ground running. So I think, I think it's fair for us to kind of analyze sort of where we're at and, and what patterns are, um, a kind of, Emerging. So, so what do you think we learnt from that Bristol City game? So, this kind of this pattern of maybe starting the game well and fading a, a little bit. So, that's happened a couple of times now. What 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 are we learning about this Wednesday team? I think what we've learned um, from the opening three league matches is the the identity, the way that Gary Monk wants to play with the high pressing full throttle, energetic, uh, sort of be on the front foot with and without the ball, closing the opposition down high up the pitch and forcing the errors. I think that's abundantly clear. But right now, there's that inability, maybe a lack of self-belief, 
could be fitness. It's way too early to, I think, maybe be pointing it or putting it on that yet after three rounds of the championship season. But yeah, I, I, um, I, I like the approach and I like the way Wednesday are going about the business. It's, of course, just down to uh, execution and, most importantly of all, James, putting the ball in the back of the net consistently. And I suppose um, the concern is that it's now been three games, if you include Fulham, uh, in the Cup where Wednesday have, have fired blanks. And, uh, you know, that was the worry at the beginning of the season. And I think that still is the concern that... There has to be contributions from a, from every department right now, and uh, in defence, midfield, uh, set plays. Wednesday making the most out of them. That's there's got to it's got to step up a gear. That's what I think really for Wednesday. They can't rely on. Yeah, they've now added a new striker in there, uh, but they can't just think and you know put it all on the forwards to score the goals and I think you know they've got to be shared around the team and and so for me that's the the big thing that's got to change for Wednesday to get to zero points and then get out of the relegation zone and then start looking more to mid table. It's all about goals. Goals, goals and more goals. It is. I mean, such is football. You could uh, you could argue. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're right. And and the 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 problem as we keep kind of touching on is we just don't have the luxury of time, do we? We don't have time for this to kind of fall into place. We need this to happen, and we need it to happen pretty quickly. You know, we do need those goals to to come, and they've got to come like now. You know, three games without scoring. It is is a pattern that we can't afford to repeat this season, or certainly not afford to repeat with any regularity if we're going to get out of this. You know, we I think we need to be looking by the end of probably what October to be um, trying to get towards zero points, and 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 that's going to be a challenge. But um, this season's going to be a challenge. There's there's no doubt about that. So um, you know, the, the, those goals have got to come. Um, I, I guess. I mean, trying to look on the positive side here, the chances have been there, haven't they? Like this, this is clearly a squad and clearly a team that is going to be able to create chances. There were there were points, I think, at the back end of last season. It, it worried me because I just thought I can't even see where the chances are coming from. Like we just had, we had no impetus. We had kind of nothing about us, um, and we've got a different kind of problem going on now because this seems to be a squad that is going to carve out chances. They will come. There will be games where we're on top. There will be games where we're, we're creating a lot of chances. It's kind of a bit of an issue now with wastefulness, isn't it? And a bit of an issue with actually, I mean, we've said this pretty much every episode with with someone who is clinical in front of goal and will you know will will score more often than not it is i'd like to see them although they are having more attempts at goal than they were in the second half of last season i'd still think that there's room for improvement with testing the goalkeeper more and that when they get into promising positions in the final third that decision making i still would like it to get better uh, and they, I do think the quality is there. Uh, and again, I thought we saw first half, if you're looking for positives from Bristol, the way that midfield three that I banged on about, the way that they worked together, and that was um, Massimo Luongo's best performance of the season. Uh, and I, I, you know, I thought he was the standout performer for Wednesday. Uh, and actually, I'd say um, when you look at, Midfield, the options that Wednesday have in there, I'd be 
slightly apprehensive if Massimo Luongo had a spell on the sidelines with injury, as I don't really think. When you look at Wednesday's squad, yeah, they've got a lot of central midfielders, but I don't actually think they've got a direct replacement if Luongo is out for weeks, months or whatever, gets injured. I don't think they've got somebody who's a natural holding midfielder or someone who's going to do the donkey work, the you know, the dirty stuff off the ball. Um, so I, I do actually think it's quite critical to this system that, you know, for Wednesday, they need Luongo to be fit for a lot of this season. But for as good of players and prospects as FDB is, Alex Hunt is, Liam Shaw, if he goes back into midfield, they're not natural holding midfielders for me. So Luongo, I think it... I'm not going to, I think, you know, that all three of them, Bannon and Izzy Brown, Luongo, he is Luongo who gives Bannon and Brown the Luongo, yeah, and, and, and Brown, get, get it right, Brown and um, Bannon, it, it's Luongo who gives them the platform to, you know, actually dictate play and create things for Wednesday. It's not going to be Luongo who does that. His job and his role is completely different this season. I know I got myself in a bit of a tongue twister there, but you get the message. <laughs> it was quite, I, I was just like chuckling to myself. I know, it, I could tell you. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought you um, yeah, you're not going to edit this out, I, I know. Damn you. <laughs> of course not, of course not. Um, slight point of order. I let it go first time, but I can't let it go twice. You can't call them Bristol because if someone called us Sheffield, we'd pick them up on oh, that. So yeah, I'm, give you a slight, I'm waggling my finger as I'm yeah. telling you this. You're not allowed to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, you're right. Wednesday have got quite a few uh, players who, who, who fit kind of a central midfield role. But actually, is it still an area that we need to strengthen? You know, could we do with that one player on the bench who is... Um, you know, experienced. Is it Joey Pellipessi? Is that kind of what he's there for? Is he meant to be the guy that can step in and, and do what Luongo does if he's if he's not playing? I mean, we know the limitations that we've got with Pellipessi, and um, you know, I think uh, there were a few fans with with kind of raised eyebrows that he was he's even still here this season. Um, do we do we need to be aiming higher than that? Is it somewhere we've got to go back out and try and get someone next week? Uh, yeah, I feel really bad. I do actually keep every time I reel off the midfielders. I do keep forgetting that yeah, Joey Pellipessi is there. So you would say that he. Dom, I'm not surprised. No, I, I, hey, um, the fact of the matter is that I think um, in in the matches he's played this season, I actually think Joey has done quite well. I think he's done all right. Um, you know, his experience was important in the Rochdale match with the youngsters. And I actually thought, again, he was probably one of the better outfield players um, against Fulham. So, yeah, yeah, he's a bit of a scapegoat. I think a lot of the time he's an easy one for Wednesday nights to say, um, you know, we haven't seen the best of him. He's not good enough, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But, yeah, it's one of them where you really want, I think, Pelly Pessy to be a squad player and for him to not be a player that, you know, would you necessarily want Pelle Pessi in a defensive midfield role? You know, for a month, five weeks, if Luongo is out injured, I think the answer would probably be no. Um, if we're brutally honest, uh, you know, for as good a character as he is around the place, um, and the fact that you know he can come in every now and then and do a job, but we've never seen the consistency levels have we from Pelle Pessi. So the jury's firmly out. 
um, on you know Pelipesi uh, in terms of at championship level being a top top player. We just haven't seen that, have we? we? Haven't seen enough evidence body of work over the last two and a half years that he's been in English football to suggest that he's going to become a main player now for Wednesday. It, it makes me think, though, that it's unlikely to be an area that we're going to still look to strengthen him because uh, it, there'd be very little point renewing his contract, keeping him for another season, if the plan is for him to be third choice player for his position. It's kind of like a, a fairly daft use of, of money, I think. You know, I mean, Pelly Pelly's Pelly Pessy was an easy one, James, in that the club had an option uh, which they took up at the end of last season, and he's not one of the big earners. So I think that was, uh, you know, Wednesday weighed it up, and they knew that with at that point coronavirus crisis has struck a lot of high earners, big earners, you know, such as Fletcher was the question mark, Forestieri, knew you, etc. Uh, so I, I think that it made financial sense and in terms of you've got to keep some experience around the squad. You know, you can't... Yeah, I think they knew they yeah. weren't... We're, we're to told there's a good guy around the dressing room, aren't we, quite a bit? Yeah, and that. So um, I, I think that, you know, it made sense at the time. But yeah, I, do I expect Joey Pelipesi, unless he has a, you know an absolute cracking season and plays really well in the matches that he gets a season, do I think he get another contract next year, I think it, it'd be up against it, absolutely. And I think from yeah. a Wednesday point of view, you're then hoping that Alex Hunt, FDB, will then be really knocking on the door, hopefully, to become regulars, ideally. I think that's what you know Wednesday will be looking at. And Liam Waldock as well, you might be able to throw into the mix um, too. But yeah. uh, no, in terms of actual recruitment, James, it's it's still the same thing that we're banging on about is that no midfield absolutely not where Wednesday needs to strengthen right now that should not be the priority it still has to be you go get another they need to go get at least one more striker um and and I keep saying it that I think the perfect window for Wednesday is get another striker in and maybe another wing back although you could argue they've got loads of competition now at wing back they don't need it there but I just think for what Jacob Murphy brought, they're not going to, it looks, you know, as we said last week, probably not going to sign Jacob Murphy now. But I, I would still yeah. think if, if there's a really good option out there, um, you know, who's going to help create goals, score goals, Wednesday would be yeah. foolish not to look at it. And there probably isn't another Jacob Murphy who's out there and available, is there? Because you know that's what, what the, the the market that we're the market that we're in. Let's let's talk about well, let's talk about two players and 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 thus certainly talk about one position. Um, before we talk about kind of strikers and stuff, let's just touch on Matt Penny because obviously he dropped out of the squad altogether. Um, I didn't see the game, right? I've not really heard anything that, that Gary Monk said other than I gathered that it wasn't like an injury thing, that it was kind of tactical. Um, and, you know, was was it a bit harsh on uh, Matt Penny? Because he's, you know, started the season really brightly, except the fact that, you know, he's, he's maybe had a couple of games where, you know, he's not made the impact that he uh, did against uh, Rochdale, but um, probably think himself a little bit, um, sorry, Walsall, probably think himself a little bit unlucky. He, he might think himself a little bit unlucky. I actually didn't um, disagree at all with the team selection, Gary Monk making the two changes and, and sticking with Liam Car- Palmer still from the Cup 
Um, and, and you know, I thought it was important to go to Bristol City. Stop laughing, you! Look, you, you, you you're just struggling with players' names today. It's great, Liam yeah. Palmer. I don't. That's I, fantastic. I, I love it. Carry on, shut, carry on. Shut, shut your face. Hey, well, you got the team wrong a minute ago, so we're both having a blinder so far on this podcast. Um, you know, <laughs> the episode title should be "Gaffs, Gaffs, and More Gaffs" at this rate. Um, anyway, uh, I yeah fundamentally didn't disagree with the team that Gary Monk picked. Uh, I was surprised that Matt Penny travelled, wasn't included on the bench, but then we touched on it last week that Moses Odebajo, I thought, was really good at Fulham. So he rewarded Moses Odebajo for that performance by then including him in the squad. And so Matt Penny has made way. And plus, Odebajo with the ability to play right and left side you know, when it, you know, you're thinking of wing backs, you know, Matt Penny is just a left sided player. So I think maybe that came into Gary Monk's thinking. And then Matt Penny played for the under 23s the following day. And it was interesting the comments that Gary Monk made after Bristol City, um, which were, you know, when he was asked about Matt Penny and why he wasn't in, you know, the, the 18, um, you know, he almost pretty much hinted at, it's consistency that we're looking at from Matt Penny. Uh, and, and, and I think really when you look at the two championship starts that Penny's had since coming on and, and doing so well against Walsall, I, I feel like he's done okay. I, you know, probably six out of ten. Uh, you know, I thought he looked vulnerable defensively, particularly against Cardiff. In the first match, I thought the first half an hour, 40, you know, 40 minutes, you could argue that you know, Cardiff were targeting that side with him and uh, Van Aken. Um, so it's defensively where that's, we've always said it with Matt Penny. We know the ability he's got going forward, but it's, can he you know, stick and be disciplined with his defensive duties? And I still think that's the area that he has to improve. And so going with Kadeem Harris and Liam Palmer right now, they're more experienced pros and they're safer bets I think defensively than what Matt Penny is Okay, I mean it's a squad game isn't it, it's going to happen, players are going to come in and and go out but I think you know we kind of said how nice it would be to go through three, the first three league games of the season with an unchanged team, maybe it's you know maybe that's just sentimental nonsense and actually doesn't make any difference, you know the manager's going to pick the best team for, for that game, um so Jordan Rhodes, let's let's talk about him because obviously he he would dropped out of the team um, as well, and I mean Jordan Rhodes' career at Sheffield Wednesday has been a catalogue of kind of false starts, hasn't it? And it's never really happened for him. And we kind of thought now, if if this scenario he still doesn't get a good run in the team, then you know what 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 do we do with him? Where does he fit? within it and and to kind of you know start the first two and and still drop out maybe it highlights just where we're at in terms of attackers right now because obviously we still didn't score against Bristol City we we've got attacking players but without that clinical edge that we really need to be sticking goals away um what I mean, yeah, with, with three games in, we probably can't read too much into it, but you start to think, well, if Jordan Rhodes is still not getting that run in the team, he his role this season is not it's not going to be what we thought it was, is it? 
No, I think we can read a lot into it after three matches. I think the fact that Gary Monk didn't turn to Jordan Rhodes, he was the last sub that he put on at Bristol City. Again, I thought was another telltale sign. When you're trying to rescue the game, when it's only 1-0 and then he only gives Jordan Rhodes the last 10 minutes or so. Um, I, I think Gary Monk's made his mind up, James, really. Uh, and I know we'll talk about the new signing that Wednesday made uh, very shortly, but where does Jordan Rhodes fit in? It just pushes him further down the pecking order for me, really. Uh, but again, I didn't have any complaints whatsoever with Gary Monk going with Kachunga and Windass. You know, I thought the tactic was that you know they wanted to press from the front and you know what you're going to get from those two players. Whereas with Jordan Rhodes, it, you know, he comes alive, as we know, um, in the penalty area. Uh, but, so if if you really, as a manager, I think fancied a, a player and you've you've rested him, or he didn't play very much at, at Fulham, and you're thinking with one eye on the weekend, oh, he's, he's going to come back into the you know, the team for the week, um, then you know, yeah, yeah, that was it. It was all set up, wasn't it, to go with Josh Windass and Jordan Rhodes for the third match in a row. But instead, Gary Monk has made a change, and now that Wednesday brought another forward in. And in all probability, in the next two weeks, that the windows open, they're going to bring in a, maybe you know another strike on top of that. Jordan Rhodes is not going to get that much game time, is he? No, I think you're right, and um, it's I, I kind of I feel for him a little bit in terms of the fact that. You know, he he really is going to be just you know confidence on the floor and everything. But you know, we we don't see what's happening behind the scenes and what's happening in training. For Gary Monk to not have any faith in 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 Jordan Rhodes to to kind of want to stick with him suggests that he just doesn't think that he can that he can do it. And and you know, it's kind of it's 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 sad to see it. It's kind of last chance saloon. This isn't it. And you know, as we say, if he's not getting that run in the team now with the situation as it is, then you know he's not he's not going to do it all. As you say, we're probably likely to bring in um, more players so um yeah where he fits in who knows um let's let's talk a little bit about in fact before we talk about um the the new arrival that we've seen at uh hillsborough just a quick reminder this weekend another thousand pounds up for grabs on wednesday bet if you've not downloaded the app yet then uh just give it a search on your uh, app store you'll be able to find it there's all the details in the show notes as well uh, about wednesday bet and title law solicitors who've been offering you 25 percent off all fees during September now as we record this it, it is still September so uh, we will we'll, we'll, we'll give this another run out Ollie is a good lad he will honour this so if you quote Unity then you'll get 25% off any fees uh, if you uh, if you use title law solicitors Callum Patterson then we talked about him a little bit last week it was it was kind of just starting to break wasn't it as we recorded um, last week I've got a friend who's a Hearts fan who I've had a chat to about um, Callum Patterson who says that he is um, one of the most committed players that you'll ever see. He is a fan's favourite everywhere he goes. Fans tend to love him. He gives a hundred percent. His words, and I'm you know I'm paraphrasing slightly. His words are probably not the best footballer in the world, but you will still love him. Sounds to me a little bit. He said he's he's a bit like a mini version of Stephen Fletcher. So I'm kind of joining all these dots together and thinking, have we got a player here that's going to fit somewhere in between Atty Nui and Stephen Fletcher? Give 100%, be a bit of a fan's favourite, 
Um, but, you know, he's a good age and there's certainly a few goals there. Well, yeah. I, I mean, what has uh, changed since, uh, you know, we did the podcast last week is that, you know, it's it's emerged that Wednesday, you know, they've got him for half a million, James, for a guy who had two years left on his contract at Cardiff. He's 25. He's played in the Premier League. Uh, he's scored goals in the Championship. He's a Scotland international. He's got his best years in front of him. Uh, it, it all says to me that uh, I think Wednesday potentially have got themselves a bargain. I think that's what they've done. It's here. a good I think, bit of business, I, isn't it? I think it's a snip. And again, it carries on um, the recruitment that Wednesday have done this summer and in the last few windows that we talked and discussed at length before about where, you know, there was, a, I think there's more of a model now or again, you know, Wednesday have really uh, made a big effort to slash the wage bill. They've achieved that, they've done that and then they've brought in the young, hungry, dynamic players that Gary Monk has wanted. Uh, and th- th- he's the guy that, you know, Wednesday need. He's a he's a target man, and he's gonna. You know, he's a big physical presence. You know, he's given a uh, an interview to the club in the last twenty four hours, where you know he, he's you know saying with a big sort of smile and grin on his face that he can't wait to uh, you know put himself about and ruffle a few feathers. That is exactly what Wednesday need. That is you know, and this the guy is a grafter. You know, as you said, then that's what he's going to give you. He give hundred percent. He's not going to be prolific, and that's why. I keep saying it, it's really important that Wednesday they get in a Kenneth Sahor or they bring in a, a guy who can maybe give them more of a clinical edge than what Callum Patterson is going to do. But Patterson, I think, if you give him the service, will score goals at this level. And he's shown that. You know, he had a purple patch, I think, at the beginning of this year for Cardiff between January and March, where he scored something like six and six. So he's capable. Uh, and you know, he should only get better. Um, and, it, you know, you look at the Cardiff fans, the reaction, they're absolutely yeah. devastated that he's left. They're really sad to see him go. And also, they're really annoyed at, you know, the price that you know, that they've sold him for, uh, which they think is very low. It's a little bit reminiscent, actually, of Wednesday, you know, what was it, four or five years ago when they sold Mikel Antonio to Forrest. But again, I think you know Wednesday Heights were disappointed that it was only one and a half million when you looked at the, the talent there and the ability he's got. So I think that for Wednesday, I think this is a really good piece of business and falls directly in line with the recruitment drive, what they're trying to achieve, what they've been looking for. Uh, and it's another big piece in the puzzle for me. My uh, my mate, the Hearts fan, is uh, particularly annoyed at the transfer fee because apparently he's the only player um, that uh, Hearts had a sell-on clause for, for. So they'll receive a very small amount of that very small transfer fee. So uh, yeah, he's not he's not too impressed about. We should also mention that. James that the other great thing he's going to bring to Wednesday is uh, is it fantastic goal celebrations too. Um, so they're going to be a lot of fun. Um, he's, he's a he big can move, man. can't he? He yeah, can he move. Can seriously, move to a big man. Yeah, um, it's funny. He's not looking forward to doing an initiation song, but I tell you what, I think we're gonna. You know, let's hope to see a few uh, moves and a bit of boogieing after some goals for Wednesday this season. That's what we want. 
He seems cool. Like I, I want to be mates with Callum Patterson. I, I quite like to go for a few drinks with him. I just think, yeah, I think I, he seems fun. He's like the kind of person that you're like, yeah, I want, I want to be pals with him. I think he's, I think he's cool. Uh, right. Okay. Let's talk about, um, QPR. Obviously, Callum Patterson, um, didn't play at the weekend. So you would think he's unlikely to be kind of bowled straight into the, uh, to the starting. Uh, 11 saying that you know a couple of days yet until the game so um plenty of of training to be to be done um really important game and and um i feel like i'm gonna get bored of hearing myself say that this season because every game obviously is an important game when you start on minus 12 but um the season's taken that little bit of a wobble hasn't it you know draw against watford um no goals defeat at bristol city Wednesday needs this, this I'm game. I'm sorry, they, you they can't need, say the season's taken a wobble after three games. Of course you can't. can't. They've got four points after three matches. Next you're going to be saying alarm bells, oh my word, you know, everything's crumbling, the Wednesday Empire. Don't, no, come on. I, I, as I made the point at the at the start of all of this, we're starting on minus 12. We don't have time to kind of think, well, it's the start of the season. You can write off kind of not scoring for three games. You can write off not winning yeah. Last couple, look at the first to three win. matches. No, but the first three matches, most people would have taken four points. If anything, maybe they've probably overachieved by a point. So I, I think no. All right, we've got Dom, to cut some slack. Dom, Dom. My point remains: Wednesday have to beat QPR. Tell me if I'm wrong. They do for it to be a good start to the season. No, I, I'm. QPR is important in that it's the first match where you look at it and you go, this is eminently winnable and Wednesday should be winning and they need to win, more importantly, because they haven't won at Hillsborough since February. That's why, James. And then, of course, you go into the international break on minus five. Again, another big psychological boost. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you that they need to beat QPR on Saturday. Yeah, but of the first four fixtures on paper, QPR, you looked at and thought, that's the one where they should be winning. The other three, let's see how they go on. And when Wednesday've signed, they're now, what, seven players they've brought in. Again, I think to have got four points on the board so far, even in their precarious situation, I think it's been a very solid start. It has, but we now need to follow it up by beating QPR, otherwise it becomes a not very good start. Well, yeah, obviously, I agree with that. But then, I, I I'm still glad we're to... in complete agreement. Dom. We are on that, but no, we are on the point of QPR. They need to win QPR. They do, but um, I still, I still think actually, what's going to go a long way to defining the season is the fixtures after the international break. When it's a kind looking run of, you know, you have, what have you got? Luton, Rotherham, Birmingham away. They're the sort of matches at the beginning of the season, you know, where I'm sure Gary Monk would have sat the players down, coaching staff and said, guys, we've got to seriously pick up some points from October and November because if we don't and if we're not, uh, you know, out of the minus points situation and well on to, you know, closing that gap on the bottom three, then we could be in big, big trouble. So, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it, James. Yeah, I take your points. I mean, that that obviously the next target for us is is effectively net zero, isn't it? You know, we need to reach that as soon as possible. Um, you're right. Going into the international break on minus five feels 
kind of like it feels healthy psychologically i think it's it would be a huge huge deal um i just think it's so important we've just got we've got to got to got to win that game on um on saturday what what are you uh, uh, kind of expecting from um gary monk in terms of team selection then uh, is is that front two likely to stay the same do you reckon kachunga obviously coming in i didn't see how he played against uh, bristol city but i've not heard many people kind of talk about his performance sounds like he wasn't hugely involved um he worked hard um he forced the keeper into you know pretty routine save in the first half um, I thought he faded um, after the break. And, and in all honesty, I don't think him or Josh Windass had their best matches of the season. But for me, Josh Windass would stay in um, for QPR. And then Callum Patterson has to come into the team. Uh, I, know he, he, I know he will. You have think he goes straight in? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he, he's been in and around um, the squad for Cardiff. He was left out last Saturday. Uh, but then that was when you know he was on the brink of joining Wednesday, so not totally surprising. But you know he he's played for Scotland as a sub this season, fitness wise, physically, the condition, everything. Uh, I, no, I think he'd be okay. I I don't see why you know Gary Monk shouldn't be holding back on him. I'd just be throwing him straight in and and, and be saying to him, "Give me 60, 70 minutes of your best." Uh, and also, I think it's a boost to the squad. You know, I think, you know, the, no one would admit it publicly, but I'm sure privately, you know, some of the guys thought we really could do with a physical presence up front. Well, now they've got it. When's they've got a, a new toy or a new signing? So I'd be putting him straight in. So, yeah, I think it's hard on Kachunga, but for me, Kachunga would miss out. Um, in terms of other changes, maybe wing back, um, possibly. Um, if you wanted a more attacking one, do you put Moses Odebajo in? Um, I, I can't see Matt Penny coming in if he's played for the under 23s. I feel, I feel as if maybe that's a message or an indicator for Monk that, uh, Matt Penny is a work in progress and still has got a bit to prove, a bit to do. Maybe he needs to see more from him on the training ground. Um, so maybe Odebajo for Liam Palmer, perhaps. Uh, but you're right, they've got to take the positive approach here as you know, Wednesday, this is a match that, that they will have identified at the beginning of the season as they need to be winning this type of fixture. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you go Patterson, maybe Odebajo for Palmer. Uh, and yeah, let's hopefully Wednesday um, get back to scoring some goals again. It's interesting with Patterson, isn't it? Because it's actually it's a very different kind of outlet as well. It, it gives you the ability to to, to play in a, in a different kind of um, a different kind of style, a different kind of way. Potentially uh, a more direct style of um, football, which I think is part of the reason why I wondered whether or not Gary Monk would throw him straight in because it's kind of like that is a um, a, a different approach to the game in a lot of ways. He, he he kind of feels a little bit like the kind of player that you maybe bring on with you know, half an hour, 25 minutes, 20 minutes to go if you kind of need to change up the style of play a little bit. But um, 
I, I, you know, we, it's so early in the season, we just don't know enough, do we, about this this Wednesday team and what Gary Monk really wants from it. You know, if, if Patterson's a player that he's identified that he sees fitting into what he's trying to do, it'll be really interesting if he does start on Saturday to kind of see what difference that makes and whether it gives Wednesday the ability to, you know, to 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 attack in a different manner and 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 maybe have a couple of different ways of trying to score goals. And um, I mean. I just hope it works because we've we've got to we've got to get them we've got to get those goals we've got to get we've got to get the goals we've got to get the points um, and it'll be brilliant if you know kind of a week from now we're talking about uh, Wednesday having um, another a victory on the board except we won't be talking about it because you're off on holiday aren't you? Uh, well, yeah, a staycation. Yeah, that's kind of what it's going to be. So, uh, yeah, not broad, James. Usually, that's what I would be doing um, in an international break. I'd be doing. It's only a wedding, isn't it? That you've got or, or a wedding? No, they they've kind of died off a little bit now. So yeah, um, you know, I'm running out of friends. So weddings have dried up very much. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Good stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll have a, have a good break and, um, we will, um, we'll see you on the, on the other side. Um, you can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott. Contact the show at Dom and James. Thank you again to our goal partners, Title Law Solicitors, who you can find at titlelaw.co.uk. That's T-Y-T-O-L-A-W.co.uk. And Wednesday Bet, available to download now. Thank you for joining us. And if you like singing the blues, please do rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 